Hello everyone, Leslie Miles here, and we are continuing to celebrate uh, Women's History Month. And so today we'll be highlighting uh, Tamar. Tamar is the black daughter of King David. And so how do we know that Tamar was a black young woman? Because her father, King David, was a black man. King David is also the father of King Solomon, whom the world recognizes as being a black man. And so if David was um, a white man as depicted in many movies and pictures and so on and so forth, he could not have produced a black child. And that science uh, proves that. And so Tamar, as well as her brothers Solomon and um, Absalom, they were all members of the tribe of Judah, and they were all black because uh, the tribe of Judah is Israel's dog-skinned tribe. And so we can find uh, King David being a member of the tribe of Judah in Revelation 5.5. And so we know that Tamar was a black young lady. And so uh, we can also know that she was a black woman by her genealogy when we look back and do the research on her father, King Solomon, and so on and so forth. And so of all the women in the Bible, Tamar suffered the curse of falling under the rule of men, the worst, the very worst. Her experience was very terrible. And so how did we come to uh, have this curse that hangs over women? And so the curse was passed down to Tamar because Eve, it all begins began with Eve. And when Eve decided to uh, disobey her heavenly father and eat of the fruit God had commanded them not to eat, then God, uh, the consequence of that is God handed down two punishments to Eve. One was to bear children in pain, and the second one was to relinquish her equal status with her husband. And now she fell under the rule of her husband. And so these two catastrophic curses befall every woman since Eve. And so Tamar was under that curse as well. And that can be found in Genesis uh, 3.16, the curse of Eve. So uh, here's Tamar's uh, story, and it is a tragic story. And so Tamar was the daughter of King David, as we've said, and her mother was named Micah. And she was the daughter of uh, the king of Jeshur. So Tamar's mother was another wife of King David. So Tamar descended from a royal background on both sides of her family because uh, the mother, she was from this king, King Jeshur. And so Tamar also had a brother named Absalom, and he was from the same mother. However, Tamar also had a half-brother from a different mother, another wife of King David, and his name was Amnon, A-M-N-O-N. And so Tamar is described in Scripture as being a beautiful, good-hearted, obedient, and a righteous daughter. But she was totally destroyed by her male-dominated family. And here's the story of Tamar and what she suffered. So... Amnon, Tamar's half-brother, became obsessed with her because she was so beautiful. 
So Amnon devised a wicked plan to take advantage of Tamar. He created a ruse pretending to be sick so that he could ask ask Tamar to prepare him food to lure her in his house where she would be there with him alone. And so while uh, Tamar was there to take care of her half-brother Amnon, he asked her to have sex with him. But Tamar said no to Amnon repeatedly. But since he was stronger than her, Amnon overpowered Tamar and he raped her. And Tamar was a virgin on top of all of that. And that can be found in 2 Samuel uh, 13 too. And so after the rape, Amnon treated uh, Tamar disdainfully and he sent her home. And he hated her now more than he had loved her. And so after the rape, Amnon attempted to send Tamar away to hide what he had done. And she responded to him in this verse, saying these things back to him. She says, No, my brother, but this wrong in sending me away is greater than the other than you did to me. That's 2 Samuel 13, 15, and 16. And so this response refers to Deuteronomy 22, 28, and 29, because remember, uh, we're in the Old Testament, and they had a lot of laws that govern human behavior. And so this law uh, states that if a man rapes a virgin, he must marry her. And so that's why her brother wanted to, a half-brother, wanted to send her away, uh, because he did not want his shame exposed. And so Tamar, after being raped, she went to her brother Absalom, and told him what Amnon had done to her. And so Absalom, uh, he tried to comfort his sister, so he took her to his home uh, because now she had shame and she remained there desolate, uh, according to scripture. And so when King David heard of Tamar's rape, he was angered, but he did nothing. And so Tamar is an example of the indifference and plight of females during ancient biblical era. And Tamar was powerless because she fell under that curse of Eve. There was nothing she could do if her father didn't defend her. And uh, men basically thought less of women during this time than they did of themselves. And so by King David doing nothing to avenge the rape of his daughter, Absalom, Tamar's brother, could not allow Ammon to just get away with such a heinous act against his sister. And so thereafter, two year, after two years of planning and plotting, when the time was right, Absalom had his half-brother murdered. And that's 2 Samuel 13, 28. And so after the murder occurred, Absalom fled to Gersher, and that is the homeland of his mother, who was also from the royal family, we said. And so... Uh, he fled there so that he could be protected from any punishment from his father, King David. And so this horrible incident happened not long after King David had done the evil in the sight of the Lord to acquire Bathsheba. And you can remember uh, with Bathsheba how he got him is that he... uh, you know, had her husband uh, put on the front line in uh, war so that he could be killed so that uh, he could have Bathsheba for himself. And so that was uh, the act of adultery as well as murder. And this was, uh, 
you know, it was a, a terrible thing for a king to do. And so, because of these two very uh, grave abominations, David was losing respect within his own kingdom. And he and his son Absalom became estranged after he fled uh, his father for having Ammon, his half-brother, the rapist, killed. And so, why has God included these stories in the Bible, one might ask? Scripture tells us they are for our learning, and that's in Romans 15:4. And so, what lesson did we learn from this, since it is for our learning? And so, we can learn this, that having many wives, we create our own troubles. We drink troubles upon ourselves by having many wives. And so by David having several wives, we see how it affected his daughter uh, Tamar's well-being. And so he couldn't defend his daughter because he did not want to offend uh, the other wife. And because also Amnon was a male like he was. This was uh, David's biological son by another woman. And so uh, he was basically on the side of the male because that's the times we were living in. And um, the curse of Eve was very much alive during this timing. And so all of this could have been avoided had David had one wife. And so other examples of our learning is this concerning uh, multiple wives. Abraham and Sarah, when they brought Hagar into their marriage, this created nothing but hostility between the two women. And another example is Solomon. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, and this caused him to permit idolatrous practices in his kingdom. And um, it caused him to uh, become influenced by these foreign women he had married, that God had told him that he should not marry uh, foreign women because he knew that they would convince him to, uh, you know, worship their gods. And so having many wives uh, certainly did not uh, work well for uh, uh, King Solomon because he only lived to be 58 years old. Imagine trying to uh, handle 700 women. Of course, it's going to have an effect on you and apparently caused him uh, an early death, in my opinion. And so another example would be Hannah. And she was the mother of um, the prophet Samuel. And she suffered as a result of having to share her husband with this mean, uh, I call him a sister wife, and her name was Penina. She was a very mean woman and she was unkind to Hannah. And so all of this is created from having more than one wife. And so uh, let's look at Jacob. Jacob married two sisters, uh, Leah and Rachel, and this caused nothing but conflict uh, between the two sisters. And so when we compare God's standard for for marriage, here's what we find. We find that Adam had one wife because God created Eve for him. He did not create Eve and a bunch of other women so that Adam may have many wives. He created Eve because God knows that he could be satisfied with just one wife. And then we look at Noah, whom God uh, uh, declares a righteous man, and he had one wife. She was not named by name, but according to scripture, he had one wife. And so Moses... uh, God said that he was the most humble man in the world, and he only had one wife, and her name was Sephra. 
and that's in Numbers 12, 1. And so, New Testament doctrine on marriage is this. Jesus himself commands men to have one wife and one woman to have one husband. And that's in 1 Corinthians 7, 2, and 3. And so, today, that's the point that uh, we're making, that having multiple, multiple wives bring trouble upon ourselves. And so men need to consider that. And we have the example of uh, Tamar, and we see what happens uh, sometimes when men do not uh, think as, uh, I would say, as well as they should about women. So Tamar is a tragic story, but it is a story that God has included in the Old Testament, and he says, for our learning. So for men, take a good look at it. And uh, women, know that Jesus Christ have delivered us from the, uh, the curse of Eve. When he went to the cross, that was the end of uh, women being defined through a man and could, you know, could no longer defend herself. So now we have Jesus defending us. And so we should use good wisdom and choose a man who also believes uh, in having the one wife doctrine under the New Testament. And uh, life will go well or go much better for us if we follow the teachings of Christ under the New Testament. So thanks so much for listening. Until we come with the new woman in honoring uh, Women's History Month, take care and may God bless you.